Hello and welcome to Feats and Fables, a 5th edition streaming Dungeons and Dragons game just for adventurers like you. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you get your fine quality bespoke podcasts just by searching for Feats and Fables. If you want to watch us live and chat with us, please join us on Twitch from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday nights. Our entire backlog is on our YouTube channel, perfect for your listening pleasure. I'm Paige Lightman, the DM, and I'd like to welcome you to Aglaron. Aglaron is a peaceful pastoral nation of half-elves. Our heroes of Aglaron are part of the Foresters, elite scouts and rangers charged with defending Aglaron's borders, particularly against undead from the evil fascist nation of Thay. Our heroes have recovered a mythal artifact that dragged them into the Feywild and into a conflict with the Shadowfell. Our heroes have repaired a tear between the two planes and are trying to get the mythal back to Aglarond. Previously on Feats and Fables, our heroes closed the rift and jumped back to the Feywild. They're currently laying on their backs in the middle of a field, trying to figure out what they're going to do next. So let's meet our heroes. I will never say you're awful, Joe. <laughs> Just remember, they can hear you, but they can't hear Joe. Dance master. Oh, God. All right. Why? We're having some technical, interesting times trying to get to the next page here. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be Feats and Fables without... Oh, my gosh, we have to dance because of Takuma! Thank There's you for the subscription, Chikuba. Make with the dancing. Dancing. Is the music playing? I can't even tell. I was trying to get to the page for dance while we were having technical difficulties. Oh, and nice. now I'm having to dance too. Hoisted <laughs> on your own petard. <laughs> Unless it's a starship captain, and then I huh? hoisted on my own petard. You've ruined it, Ben. It's dead now. I mean, Can we get is to the it next page, probably? Can we get there? Yeah, we're, there. Oh, we're fine now. Oh, okay, okay. Our, our dancing saves the, the day. Our dancing always, always mm. saves the day. Always. Okay. Good old dancing. Good old dancing. You never do me wrong. Nothing beats dancing. Just Nothing that. beats dancing. So let's oh meet our heroes. Uh, we have Victor Toussaint, a human eldritch night fighter played by Ron Frankie. Enjoying being somewhere with color. We have Wildfire, a Fire Genasi Evoker Wizard, played by Joe Streaky. I'm just going to take a nap right here. You can all do what you want. We have Rosts, a Lizard Folk Drake Warden Ranger Barbarian, played by Coda of Kodab Games. Hello, everyone. What Ross does not have are hit dice. We have hey. Malagar, a Drow Twilight Cleric, played by Dr. Andrew Wong. You know what I could do? Make a little house for us to sleep in safely. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to need more healing from those shots that Paige just fired at me. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Belwyn, a dwarven paladin princess, played by Ben Heisler. Yeah, I think that'd be nice. I think if you take the 
take and make us in a boat over there, like you know, by the trees. But there's a there's some rolling plains over there that we have good sight lines, and that would be a little house on the prairie. <laughs> Let me get you your bonnet. <laughs> the shaggiest of dog puns. You, it mm. took you a long time to get there. I mean, I had to do a nice setup. You did. You did. Yes. Uh, all Quality right. All the way. Yes. So you have arrived in. Um, there we go. Uh, the fall realms of the Feywild. At least we hope so. At least you hope so. It sure looks like it. <laughs> um, it. It feels like a brisk, cool fall late afternoon. The sky is a uh, just a powerful, powerful shade of blue. There's a line of white fluffy clouds that look more ornamental than everything. You can smell the deep good smells of rich earth and of moldering leaves. Uh, which are falling to the ground gently around you in a waterfall of brilliant gold and crimson. Paige, out of curiosity, how far did we travel in the Shadowfell? Mm, like, roughly. It's a little hard to tell because everything kind of looked the same, hmm. but surely less than 10 miles, probably less than six. And and yet it does not seem like we are ten to six to ten miles away from where we left the uh, fairy realm. Do you think so? Really? You've got that good of a map of uh, of the Feywild in your head? No, no, God, no. But like, does it? I mean, what's the temperature like here? It it's probably uh, it's probably sixty degrees. Oh, so it's it's still. Fucking cold. Great. I take out. I take off my ring of ne- uh, necrotic resistance. Stow it safely in a place where I'll be able to find it later. As, then soon, I pull out. as soon as he starts to do that, uh, Belwin turns to Malgar and says, "Quick, quick! Before it's over, kiss me, you fool. Provided you consent." <laughs> and then okay. I quickly put my running ring back on as Malgar goes in to kiss him. No, Malagar is really fast. I feel like there should at least be like a dex save here to see if Malagar sneaks yeah, a peck in. I think fifth edition has mechanics for this. Andrew, I, I, right? I would, I would Andrew. buy a dex save guys, to move guys, fast. Guys. I would also buy a wisdom check of some sort to anticipate the situation and guys. be in motion. It has Mike. to be ambiguous enough that we could carry this for an entire season. <laughs> How I'm about we secretly, we secretly roll initiative and then Paige will know. <laughs> I'm for it, or I can roll initiative for you. Paige, Paige, exactly. you just roll initiative for everyone and let us know what happens. Yes, all, all parties involved. Or, and, uh, or Paige, you just roll some initiative. Do you want me to make the initiative public or... No, 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 no. Why would we? Why would any of us want to know this? Okay. Suspense. I'm getting out real, actual dice for this. Wait, what are, are those? Just, looking, just, just look at the piece. Just real for the record, dice. Just for the record, I am going to say after this, I think we have killed this joke dead. No, this is even no, better. No, no, this no. is even better. All right. Uh, a moment. 
This is uh, Bellwin's roll. Don't you look, don't look. You I'm keep not your eyes looking. over there. I'm, I'm averting my eyes. I'm trying to fill the air conversations about how I am not looking very specifically. All right, and this right here is Malagar's roll. Bowen, I can't Hi. believe you'd kiss her or kiss him when we are married. And this is Ross's role. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty flexible on pronouns. It's cool. Um, what is Bowen's initiative modifier? I, I mean, it's zero, right? Oh no, negative one. Oh yes. Okay, good. You optimized. <laughs> uh, Maligar, what is your initiative? Plus one. And Ross? Uh, I am. Oh God. You know, the, in all the windows that I opened up, the one that I did not open was my D&D character sheet. I mean, it's maybe, not maybe like... I should, I should spend some inspiration like on this. Maybe. You can if you like. Your None. role was kind of... Okay. <laughs> Don't tell me what my role was. I'm here for the suspense, damn it. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I'm Puster right. Page, just to be clear. <laughs> okay, I know exactly what happened. I'm going to write it down. I feel like this is almost like, you know, when multiple cars collide and then the cop shows up and just sort of puts back together the chain of events. Yeah, I kind of do the CSI thing. You see like Mm -hmm. the numbers and lines going around my head. Yes. But so do I. We're magnifying (laughs) and enhancing over here. Uh, Okay. Unfortunately, from this view, we cannot, the audience cannot see Paige's face, but she is rubbing her hands together. Mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't glee. see me actually hold up dice, like real physical dice. No, we're still no. on the. Oh, oh, no, I'm still having issues. issues. I'm still having okay. issues with the thing. Most of you know. Okay, there we go. Pages, please look out there in Radio Land. So yes, <laughs> I, I'm sure you know real what, what dice. Dice. And Actual that's how you stall long enough to get Joe to change scenes. It worked. See, it worked. Are, it is. There is actually a twenty on it. So I was working yes. on it the entire time, guys. So all right. Um, I I get my my yeah, ring of cold resistance and I put it back on Page. Captain, we, sh- we should really bunk down. Well, I can I can set up a quick honeymoon suite here. Malagar will uh, let's see. Well, <laughs> he'll pull out the recipe card and be like, "Right, uh, what was that thing again? Oh, uh, a crystal bead. I do have a lot of beads on the string here. That's very convenient. And uh, let me just untie this." A large crystal bead, I'm sure, is just fine, right? And he'll uh, wave his hands around in in the appropriate symbols for I'm building a yurt, a virtual yurt around us, and one forms a yurt. Ooh, I like that. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, you may have a point of inspiration, sir. Ah. All right, everybody, get inside. I mean, oh, the lizard man will freeze to death. I, I get inside. Also, it's pretty temperate here, so I don't know that we're going to freeze to death, but... I mean, 60 degrees. It's sorry. still jacket weather. It's snuggling weather. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reason no, why... Me- the reason why uh, Wildfire would make a face because his body temperature is higher than anybody else's, and he's always at the bottom of the snuggle pile. Mm-hmm. 
Going, Ross, no, just Ross, stop. Ross, you're so warm. You know, we could get we could use sleeping bags with a tube that connects in the middle. I think I've got one of those somewhere. <laughs> Wait, it's actually... Oh! Yes. It's actually quite nice inside this hut. Y yes, I hope so. I just spent one of my finest beads to make it. Well, how are you going to start the lawnmower now? Because I thought you just went... <laughs> It's just a little bit shorter, is all. Ah, uh, okay. We'll get more at the next town. It's fine. All right. <laughs> I'm ready to hit my long rest button. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> I lay down. <laughs> I was waiting for the stunned silence to clear, so... <laughs> I go to sleep. Now, here's the real question. He goes to sleep. Ross is already snoozing. Baligar looks pretty relaxed and trance-like. Who knows what Belwyn's doing? Does Victor kick them all awake at this point? They don't kick them awake, but the people that are awake will go on watches. I'll be on first watch. Yes, I usually take middle watch, I think, because... You only sleep in hours. Yep. I, mean, I, think... I normally take third watch, I think. Yep. <laughs> I know our audience probably knows our our watch order better than we do at this point. <laughs> we haven't worried about it in a while, so right. Because we this? haven't taken long rests in a while. What is this, yep. this long rest we're doing? Is this uh -huh. a rule? You, or you took long rests in Mithrin name, where you were putatively safe. Right, putatively. So we'll do Belwyn, Maligar, since they're still awake, and then we'll do Victor. And wow. usually Ross for Ross, mm -hmm. and then Maligar. Because that, that way you have Ross, uh, Maligar, and Hewitt, who all can see things. Yep. Maligar and Wildfire. I can see things. I just choose not to. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, true. It's true. Nobody's happier when the Paladin has more. Okay, Paige, I'm in this long rest button unless you scream right now. Y'all can take long rests anytime you want. Yeah. We all get up and instead of sleeping, <laughs> dance, dance some more. Alright! Oh, wow. Kurgosh, right for 10, ten months. months. Thank you again for the subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a excellent time uh, to remind people this Kurgosh. is episode 50, everybody. Episode 50. Episode 50. That's right. 50. Five zero. That's a long time. Thanks for hanging with us. What you spent a hundred hours of your life doing? We can. Yes. <laughs> I would also like to think that this is Five the fiftieth time we've danced, but it's definitely uh, more than that. It's definitely more than that. Fiddy, old slow tiger, fiddy. Man, it's gonna be really weird when we do a live show and somebody yeah. in the, the audience just says, "I subscribe," <laughs> and then we all have to stop what we're doing and dance. That would be. Uh, you say fun. that like I wouldn't actually do that. An amazing feature. What is Joe even doing? He's talking, and we can't. Oh, I thought I muted. Second round, same as the first. Another subscription. Oh, oh, it's happened again! Oh, 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 <laughs> this was the dance war, you monkeys. 
Joe made Dance a spot check and also the international hand gesture for Dance More. Dance More! Right? This is Dance, Dance More. I think that's pretty obvious. This is wrapping up everywhere else in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Marines, we are leaving. <laughs> kind of what I was hearing. Now we know that's Joe's signal for dance, so we'll be Dance! <laughs> <laughs> Joe's just like, shut it down, guys. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the subscription, friends. That was Kurgosh and... Rally Security. Rally Security! We are so well subscribed. Alrighty. So, yes. Other than some... uh, There's clearly some drunken brownies dancing far away down the road. Uh, you uh, you take a, a long rest that is absolutely uneventful. Uh, I look the down night... at my rations when they're drunken brownies dancing, and I'm just like, nope, it's the Feywilds. <laughs> Uninterrupted? Uh, I am more suspicious now. Yes, yeah, so like the, the night gets, like the sky fades to purple into that beautiful, beautiful, rich blue. There's a, a spray of stars twinkling in the heavens and unfamiliar constellations. Uh, a, a crescent moon rides low over the horizon. The sounds of birds and night jars and crickets are soothing and pleasant in the background. Uh, the sun rises as dew sparkles on the grass, scintillating into rainbow colors with the odd visual effects that are common in the Feywild. And uh, the sun comes up, and you can just feel like the whole world is new and pure and clean. Also, I just Gross. want to quickly say, it's been so long, I forgot where the long rest button is in the interface. <laughs> <laughs> So, Paige, I take it I should continue to keep my fifth spell slot marked as used. Oh, no! No, no, it's totally cool. Oh, sweet. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and just... Just <laughs> for... Oh, getting spell, spec back, spell slots back is tight! Just tight! Uh, for those playing at home, just to make, make sure we're doing this right, you know, not me, because I, I wouldn't make this mistake. Mm-hmm. The long rest... <laughs> Uh, recovers only some of our hit dice. Yeah, yeah, only half, half of them. Half. half of them. Half. If you hit the button, it should have done the right thing. Well, so it gave me half of my ranger hit dice back, but none of my barbarian level hit back. Hit dice it, back. Is it might right? take it in the order that you got the levels. Do I get to choose that order, or is that that is a question for Ron? I don't know. You probably get to choose. Okay. Sounds fine to me. <laughs> Quick audience, this is your opportunity to prove Ron wrong. If you know <laughs> Grab your says. books! There's some kind of specific rule about this. Which there probably is. Surely there is, but... Meh. <laughs> okay. So, there you are. It's a lovely morning. Birds are chirping. I'll send uh, I'll send Hewitt up to see if he can get an idea of a direction of any kind of civilization. She sure. Yes, sorry. <laughs> um, is there a chance that Wildfire was doing something else during his watch? That's true. Uh, I would have been sorting through and documenting all of the treasures that we found, and also identifying it. Okay. 
Hooray! Uh, all right, so uh, there is a chest. Why did no go there? Logging them meticulously. Yes. Okay, so I know how this works. So it fills out paperwork. First, I attempt to identify all the traps on it, and I attempt to remove all the traps, and I attempt to pick the lock. Alright, that should be uh, some die rolls along with that. Sure, 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 sure. Pick what, Joe? Ah, pick coffer. No, disarm coffer. Oh, no! I've already got fleas. Red, no green! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, one thing that was strongly magical is an ornate... Uh, gemstone studded wooden chest. It's studded with um, onyx and moonstone that weighs, Ooh. I don't know, maybe 20, 30, 40 pounds. Sure. Uh, it, and it's uh, maybe, I don't know, foot and a half long, probably foot and foot foot wide and maybe like a foot tall. Sure. Uh, I, would, I would try to identify any traps on them before I handle any of these. Sure, uh, I identify traps on it, roll. Sure. Well, we did have to grab them all quickly to jump through the rift in time and space. That's true, they've been handled pretty well. They have been handled, but nobody's tried to open it. Yeah. Or Which, unlock it. Uh, here is my oh, investigation. Hey, roll. There we go. Alright, in the immortal words of Vin Diesel, it looks clear. Alright, is it locked? Uh, it is locked. And the box itself is magic? Yep. I will attempt to identify the box as magic before I proceed. Okay. Um, it is a singular item without a particular name. Uh, but the chest has 20 charges. You can use an action to touch the closed lid of the chest and expend one of those charges while naming one or more non-magical objects, including raw materials, foodstuffs, and liquids, worth a total of one GP or less. The named objects magically appear in the chest, provided they can all fit inside it. And the chest doesn't contain anything else. Uh So you could conjure up a bowl of fat Mars cabbage soup, from the, what's the name of that bar in Flan? Uh, the Laughing Goblin, I want to say. The Laughing Goblin Bar in Flan. And you would get a bowl of Fat Mars cabbage soup. You could... Uh, Paige, why would we want that swill when we could get... Uh, is that camel's milk in your cup? The signature <laughs> brew of... Um, you could? You could? Could you get a flight of scotch eggs? You could get a flight of different uh, preparations of scotch eggs, but you could a stuffed animal or 20 caltrops or could you get purple loincloths or what have you. It's up to one gold piece in value, though, right? Yeah. Wait, okay. this thing can just spawn loincloths? Yeah, but I don't really think think it's the shittiest quality loincloths. Is it currently empty? Uh, it's locked, so... Oh, sure. I, I attempt to unlock it. Uh, Ron, you had a question in there? Can it make a book? It could make a book as long as there is a copy of it somewhere that is worth one gold piece or less. Uh, there's apparently not a, um, 
a hard limit on like food stuff cost. Is All right. Book, is the book valued by the materials or by the knowledge contained within? Uh, it is worth what someone will pay for it. What is value? <laughs> it's All a right. very, uh, it's a very capitalist chest. Ooh, so that's uh, can you measure it by what an Aladrin would pay for it in gold. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, wait, that that actually works against us, Coda. Uh, so. Uh, that is a one on your, uh... Well, yeah, roll. I definitely didn't open it with my first roll, for sure. Yes. However, picking it up, or not picking it up, but by dealing with it, you hear something shift inside it as mm. if it is not, uh, not empty. I assume I can uh, try to un to unlock it again. Sure. And maybe you not can. roll a one. There we go. Certainly try. All right. You believe it is unlocked. Do I believe it's unlocked or is it unlocked? <laughs> Are you going to turn the lock and find out? Yes. Okay, you turn the lock and it comes comes unlocked. I look inside. When you look inside, something explodes all over you. I will need a dexterity check, sir. Sure. Or dexterity saving throw. It's just red paint. <laughs> Twelve. Are you doing? Excellent. I you mean, are... am I? I'm, I, I would be within Belwin's order, so it's actually five higher. Than that. Does Belwin's aura occur while Belwin is asleep? Yes. You can be unconscious and it works? I think it's as long as I am alive, it works. Let's go find out. Yeah, it'll matter. I think it does. I mean, when Belwin is unconscious, does her god just stop? <laughs> her god doesn't give a shit about Belwin when Belwin's asleep. It's, we learn a lot today. Bel Belwin may not be able to maintain the link with her god while unconscious. Mm. <laughs> nope, nope. While I'm asleep, it doesn't work. Aww. Ha ha! No five extra points so for you for doing this. You know while the asleep. old Maxell stereo uh, commercial where it's the guy sitting in the chair and like uh -huh. his tie and his hair yep. is blown back. So that happens to wildfire, but with glitter. Huh. Oh. Like, so you're telling me a twenty-four investigation didn't reveal that? Uh, it is an that was an external check. This is on Wait, no, whoa, 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 no. That's not the way this works. That's and totally how this works. Totally You're examining yeah. the lock and everything around it. You can't examine the inside of it from the outside while it's locked. You don't have x-ray vision. Okay. Or okay, do you? Okay. So, so now describe to me in exacting detail the steps I need to take to avoid this in the future as a player, because I was not under that assumption. Uh, x-ray vision, uh, look at it ethereally, uh, uh, so you're saying yeah, an investigate check, it's not possible for me to yep. detect a trap inside of a chest ever. So if I take a small box and put a giant trap in it, then well, it won't also weren't... anyone opens it, they can't to detect it from the outside. I'm just making sure I understand the ruling you're making here. Yep. Okay. There, there's plenty of precedent for the outside of the chest is fine. The inside says, on the lid, I prepared explosive runes today. I okay. Can already feel Joe's machinations. I mean, Joe's, I'm just, I'm never just gonna verifying the ruling, again. and I will just abuse it going forward. Sounds great. Please do. Please do. However, uh, once you manage to blink a little glitter out of your eyes, you see there are several objects in there. I, I think, look at those objects. I think we're missing the real tragedy here, is that behind uh, Wild oh, man. Fire it's is like, just a glitter shape 
outline of wildfire. So like, when did this there's, when did this there's happen? There's a glitter super fun sight occurring behind behind one of the third watch. So Maligar, you are around. Mm-hmm. Maligar will There's also some kind of animated butterflies that are flying around near the chest. They're I'm illusory. Sure. I'm pretty sure this is just Tuesday night for Maligar. It is. This is a good look for you. You know, it's a good thing that all of my tiny huts come with stripper poles. <laughs> <laughs> because you are prepared. Wildfire, get up on there. We'll give you a few uh, lessons. No, I'm fine. Thanks. But, uh, but look look at this. So much glitter to put to waste. Prestigitation. Ugh, you're Ooh, no fun. The sovereign remedy for glitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, once you clean it off, you find that... Um, uh, the chest was spring-loaded with something kind of akin to the can you open and the snake on the spring jumps out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, you outspill three potion bottles, and they're super, super fancy. They have, like, uh, precious metal filigree on the bottles to reinforce the glass, and they have, like, colorful wax around the stoppers. Um, a absolutely gorgeous robe that is silk robe with gold embroidery uh, with has illusory butterflies kind of streaming all around it. Hmm. Oh, um, shit. What? Oh, oh, that's no, I mean, that's, that's what Malaga says. <laughs> yes. uh, the chest is also kind of a bit larger uh, on the inside than you might have expected, like not a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a pile of arrows uh, fall out of it as well. Hooray, more arrows. Sure. Uh, which of these, uh, What of all of these, is anything not magical? All of it is magical. Okay. Ooh. I take also, it all out of the chest. Yes. Close the chest. Yes. Loincloths, and then I continue. Okay, you open the chest, and what kind of, what did you have in mind when you said loincloths? Oh, definitely Ross loincloths. The chest is full <laughs> Packed full of Ross Lloyd cloths. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they're knockoffs, but... You know what would have been awesome is if the trap reset. Yeah, Malagar... Lloyd cloths are worth uh, at uh, least no, no. one to gold. To be fair, to be fair, Wildfire would have extracted the trap device as well. Malagar will also come over to Wildfire, and when he closes... When, when Wildfire closes the chest, we'll take the chest from him and aim it away from himself as he opens <laughs> it up again. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the few things I remember from Rogue School. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put your, your pretty moneymaker in the yeah. way of danger. It's fine. Uh, also, the potions. I mean, the potions could easily be trapped on the inside as well. So when we mm-hmm. open the drink, they, you know, explode and kill us. Right. They also, I mean, those potions are just spring, spring-loaded snakes in a bottle. Included, <laughs> <laughs> though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, I will identify each of them in turn. All right. One is a potion of mind reading. The next is a potion of watchful rest. And the third one is a potion of vitality. What happens to the chest when the 20th charge is used? Uh, If you use... The chest gains 1d20 expended <clears throat> charges daily at dawn. If the last item's charge is expended, roll a d20. On a 1, the chest loses its magic. 
and all the gemstones turn to dust. No. Uh, you have a pack of 17 plus three arrows. Also in the hall uh, from the eye tyrant mm -hmm. was a sword. It is, um, it looks quite old. Sure. Um, it's got a green jade um, bottle in the pommel and the hilt looks like a Medusa's face. Uh, it's a lovely woman's face and she has snake fangs and the snakes that are her hair make up the, the hilt guards and kind of wrap around the, the uh, not pommel. What's the word for handle on a sword? Grip? Guard? Guard. No, the guard is the thing that comes up on either side. Uh, you have a hilt? Hilt. hilt? hilt, hilt, hilt. There's the word. The hilt's the... The crossbar, right? Yeah. That's the better. Regardless, the grippy thing. The word escapes me at the moment. <laughs> it's But in each of the, the snakes that are coming out of her hair, it's, it looks like it's an old... Uh, bronze because it's got uh, discoloration on it, but each of the, the snakes has tiny little jade chips for eyes. Okay. Um, when you assess the magic on it, you realize it is a Gorgon blade. Um, it is a blade made by Medusa um, that involves um, tempering the metal with the addition of Medusa blood. Um, if you hit a natural 20, uh, the target must make a DC 15 constitution saving throw in addition to whatever else happens. Um, on a failed save, it's restrained. Uh, if it, um, it has to make another con save at the end of each of its turns. If it successfully saves against it three times, it's fine. If it fails three times, it's turned to stone and is subjected to the petrified condition for one hour. All right. Hmm. You know, I, I've seen one of these before, says Malagar, um, pointing at it. It, it belonged to an Aglarondian uh, uh, acquaintance of mine named uh, Emil, uh, Emil Zola. We called him the Gorgon Zola. <laughs> does it require a tumen page? Uh, it does require a tumen, and there is a drawback. If you attack something and roll a one, you fall under the petrification effect and must make the saves. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Actually, uh, no. Does does not require too much. I take that back. No two. No two. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, a whole bunch of money and some precious items that are not magical. Those are also Such a as... set of robes, I remember. Yes, the robes are magical as well. Sorry, I thought you'd pulled those out already. The, oh, hey, I was just, I, you haven't told me what they are. They are glamour weave. It is mm -hmm. a uh, clothes built with an illusion in it that the um, user can uh, slowly shape to different illusions. Um, this one is powerful enough to create uh, harmless illusory effects that project slightly from the cloth, like the butterflies. I call dibs. Malagas says, looking at the sleeping people. You can, can, say, <laughs> you can program it to say eat at spirits. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, so bad news about that, everybody. And make sure all your Twitter and stuff is also on there. Right? Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Very important. 
Okay, so I got the potions, I've got the cloak, the blade of Medusa, the arrows, the chest, anything else? Uh, objet de art, mm-hmm. um, a pair of stone mugs with jade inlay, uh, five gold rings set with different um, shades of bloodstones, a silver crown, a carved ivory statuette of skeleton, a gold bird cage with electrum filigree, and a large, well-made tapestry. How much in total do I think I could get for these on the prime material? Um, it looks like in total, maybe three or four thousand gold. Kind of depending. Four thousand gold. Gotcha. <laughs> three, three to four thousand. You, you drive a hard. Right, four thousand gold. I gotcha. I'm, I'm gonna. If I can get, I can get four. I'm gonna get four. Come on. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. Sounds good. What type of sword is the Gorgon sword? Uh, it is currently a long sword with kind of a curved blade. That's good. I mean, can you change the size by like willing it into a short sword or something? That is not part of the enchantment. Can give it like a couple of little blue pills and then turn into a great sword. Stop. <laughs> <clears throat> um, do I think the chest could be stored inside the bag of holding? <laughs> no, yes. I mean that's that's a thing. That's a thought that yes. I would have. That is to- Yes, it totally can. It is not an extra dimensional. Space. Okay. Uh, the laughter was, I'm glad you thought to ask that, because I didn't. <laughs> and how shitty that would be if it was just like, no, we'll just sort of there, and then now we're pirates on the Astral Sea. Okay, so I take, sure? I take all the loincloths, I surround them around Ross's tent, <laughs> uh, and then I, I uh, prepare some food for breakfast by the chest. Wait, did Ross pitch a tent inside the no, hut? No, I didn't. So my <laughs> uh, oh, sure, sorry, not a tent. now surrounded no, no, just, by loincloth. Just, just, no, just around Ross in like a circle. Like some kind of ritual circle around yes. Ross. <laughs> yes, if you were going to summon Ross with a loincloth cloth. Exactly, exactly. Mm. What would the other two items be to summon Ross? Uh, raw meat mm. and, and a spirit. Like bourbon or <laughs> no, like an elemental spirit. So, Paige, the sorry, God, cinnamon whiskey, like fireball. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Joe. Thank you. For no, I think that works. I think it works. Um, the so the the given the ch- size of the chest on the inside and its description, we could very easily have it create a whole meal for all of us that they could easily feed all of us, right? I mean, if you're willing to eat less than one gold piece, well. No, I think Paige did mention that, like, yeah, the for, for food, food, it's like the food. base cost, not like the prepared cost. Yeah. But it's, it's like not ingredient. Books. It's like ingredient cost, not not chef cost. For specifically food and drink. You can write a dissertation about this thing. For specific, yes, I'm gonna. There's, I'm gonna. This is wildfire's chest right here, my my friends. It's a new magic item. Learn how to make this stuff. Just market it. 
I will I will prepare food for everyone using the chest then. Okay. There's no shake reason shake not shake to. Shake raw steaks. Plop yep. right on Ross. Mm-hmm. Ross is going to wake up so incredibly confused and also aroused. <laughs> not disappointed, <laughs> just confused. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to assume he went to some sort of fugue state and just made a bunch of light claws over the evening. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm excited to find out what he actually thinks. Wildfire, or when when Ross gets up in the morning, he looks around his, his sleeping area. Why? Or, uh, wait, uh, Wildfire and uh, uh, Malaga are on watch right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wildfire, Malagar, why, who, why am I surrounded by crappy knockoffs of my best work? Yeah, he says, why wildfire? picking up some of the raw meat and eating it. <laughs> what? No, what? They, they look great. I think you did a great job in all of those. He looks at them. You're kidding, right? Look at the inlay on this one. It's a mess. I wouldn't be caught dead in something like this. <laughs> I like Victor's face. Rod's like, I can't. Uh, he's like, what kind of inlay do loincloths have? No, it's you made copies of his loincloths. So he knows he didn't make make, make them. But I guess he doesn't know that they're copies, so he's basically insulting his own work. No, he you made, <laughs> made shitty copies. No, wow. I made copies worth a gold. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's so like it depends on how much, you you made how much you your loincloths normally sell for. the only person who is willing to pay for my loincloths, I value them at much more than a gold. Ergo, shitty knockoffs. No, I think there are many people who would buy your loincloths at cost. I yeah. Who actually has the crafting them. skill here? I don't here. think so. So, yeah. Wait, shitty knockoff. You don't think anyone would buy your loincloths? You heard what I said. <laughs> there is an operative yet in there, though. How much do you think your loincloths will be worth when you can sell them, though? I'm so fascinated with the economics of this. <laughs> we may never know. Um, cool. <laughs> Moving right along. I have no way out of that scene. Like, I'm now just eating uh, some raw meat for breakfast. It's delicious. You know, maybe I can get the uh, the, the primitive lizard man loincloth look to become popular with a certain set that I run with. That mm, go on. Often partakes of loincloths. Is that a thing that you're interested in? Mm, we should talk when we get back to the prime material. Now, sure. See if that fits with your corporate image. I just think they're going to fit funny because some people here are used to internal genitalia and some people aren't. Yes, yeah, it's a It's a corporate. Um, you know, a company, a, a, a concern, a, a firm. Do, do you mean my Etsy page? Yes. Why not? <sighs> so I, for, for breakfast, I've prepared everyone's favorite foods because I have the ability to do that. So I do that. 
Can it create hot or cold food? Mm -hmm. Ooh, so you finally have your gazpacho that you've been waiting for, for so long. <laughs> to be fair, even if it couldn't create hot or cold food, I could make lukewarm. I could make room temperature food and then heat it up or, or cool it down via prestidigitation. No, Ron, I see where you went. I see. Where I, you I went know now. where all of this is going, and I now regret everything. <laughs> you know, it's just some cream and some eggs <laughs> and some flavoring. <laughs> Yes, right, I so, do. I do get Victor some ice cream. It's true. You so ice that. cream or yeah, no, page, ice cream. Page or just because <laughs> I don't want to be associated with any of what's going on right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start my exercise regimen, summoning forth a um, uh, 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 black guard Drake from beyond, and uh, we're I'm going to move away from that when it explodes from all of the role-playing that's happening there. I need you to know that, Paige. I appreciate that, Coda. I appreciate that. Uh, so, Goose is super excited. She's got a lot of energy today. She is running around bork, 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 or whatever sound Garthrick makes, which I think is bork, bork. Um, and as you're out there with your keen eyes, you notice that you are being closely watched by a variety of small fae the largest of which is probably no more than six, seven, eight inches tall. Uh, and they, they look at you from trees, from the nearby field, uh, and they just seem more curious than anything. If you look directly at them, they scamper away, but then return as soon as your gaze moves elsewhere. Shit, that's right. I go back to putting on my best smile. <laughs> You notice uh, quite a bit of them seem to vacate. Weird that they keep doing that. Uh, Pidge, when I am out of immediate eye shot of the camp, I'm going to take a moment and just feel the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, they've been itching like hell, uh, but you now have points of, of bone sticking out of your head, probably uh, that much, three, four, five inches. Mm-hmm. All right, and then I will move on and finish my my exercise slash uh, scouting of the immediate vicinity before sure. reporting back to Victor. You do see that you're alongside a road. There is a kind of grassy field off to the side. There's a few trees on it. Looks like a fine place for taking a afternoon nap and watching the clouds. Uh, the the little fay follow you all the way, and as you go through some of your stretches and jumps, you see them doing, like, mirroring you, doing the same thing, uh, and it looks like they've made it a game. There's a lot of very high-pitched laughing and giggling that involves some pushing and tag and then running around. Any, um, any indication of where we are or which way leads to civilization? Do I see any sort of, like, tracks on the road? Uh, there are... Make me a... Do I see any tracks on the road roll? I don't... Would that be perception? That would be uh, survival. Survival. Okay. One survival at 23. Excellent. So you can see that there uh, has been foot traffic on the road within the last few days, like two or three days, as well as a wheeled cart drawn by a horse or something that wears horseshoes anyway. Uh, you can tell that nobody's been on the road since 
probably late afternoon yesterday because of the way the dew has settled on the road, nobody's disturbed it. Can I tell the direction the majority of the tracks are going? Yeah, it looks like most of them are going that way. Cool. All right. Uh, with that information, I will return to camp. Victor, there's a road just over there. Lots of traffic, most of it going that way, but hard to say whether they're coming or going. Excellent work. Paige, I'll send uh, Hewitt up to kind of do a couple of big lazy circles to see if I can spot any specific settlements. Okay. Uh, Hewitt, um, uh, Hewitt's perception fades into your own as she does a large circle. And uh, once she gets up pretty high, like a thousand feet, she can see Mithrandane in the distance. Mithrandane is in that direction. Hewitt can see it. Any estimates on how far? Uh, She's pretty high up. Half day's walk, maybe a day's walk. Day, half day, something like that. Probably not more than two. Right then. Should we pack up here and get moving? Some of the local spirit uh, fairies seem to have taken an interest in us. I mean, of course they have, like, what, what, what do you think they do? I don't really know what fairies do. Right, right. You gotta understand your markets there if you're gonna keep, uh, you know, selling those loincloths. Uh, that said, this is the, uh, the best, uh, you know, whiskey cheddar soup that I've had in quite a while since we've left, uh, you know, Boulder Hall. And, uh, I think that it's amazing. I think that you might be able to get a whole like uh, whiskey lunch out of it, and maybe even a whiskey dinner. It's a little bit off, but it's, it's probably the best that I've had, you know, for a few days. Well, we I found a, a chest that can seemingly create things. Oh, so like, you know, all of our money troubles over, we can just make giant piles of adamantine? No, it seems to be... It can't make more than like a gold worth of material at a time, but it apparently with food, it, it kind of seems to be based on the material cost. Like, I tried to make each of your favorite foods this morning, and it turned out reasonable. Like, it, you definitely can tell it's not made by, like, a master chef. It's kind of... It's okay. But it's it's good. Yeah, no, it's quite good. It's, it's not quite peaty enough, but yeah, it's fine. Shitty knockoffs. <laughs> well... well I- I think this is actually a really great omelette for being out in the middle of the Feywild. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, with all of this food out there and unlimited quantities of, quantities of it, it's actually the buffet wild. <laughs> God, how long have you been sitting on that? A while. <laughs> <laughs> God. That's amazing. I got a double face palm out of Joe. I feel pretty good about that. Woo. I mean, Rally Security oh. is face bombing as well. So I yeah. flee from Mithrandane from this conversation. <laughs> Run screaming. Run screaming. I can walk and eat my berries and cream as we go. Excellent. Berries and cream. There were a couple of potions, um, some arrows, Victor, that you should probably take. Uh, mm-hmm. 
the cloak that Maligar is currently wearing oh. and, and previously yeah. screeched mine at a very, very high pitch. Um, <laughs> I thought that was something that woke me up. I wasn't quite sure what it was, though. It didn't sound like alarm. If Malibar some... screaming at a high pitch wakes you up, you're not going to get through any watches. <laughs> very true. It's he really accentuating say... my, my features. He did scream mine in the crowd and go, my precious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that was about it. I'm sure it's nothing. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Malagar does find out that the uh, it was previous it was it was robes previously, uh, but it doesn't seem like it's beholden to be robes. Like it's it's Ooh. it's happy to be a white skin tight velour jumpsuit if that's yes. what Malagar is feeling today. I mean, that's uh, good because it would have been awkward with its previous occupant if it was beholder to robes. But uh, bump. <laughs> Oh, Ron, so you, what, missed uh, your, you missed your opportunity, Ron. You should have asked if the longsword could also be a velour jumpsuit. Is that going to be our cryohydra? I should have, yeah. So, we'll Malachar, what, what are you currently projecting into this this space that we all live in? I should probably come up with a, with a, with a picture of it, but uh, it's kind of, <clears throat> it, we're sticking with the white velour theme, mm -hmm. um, and it's... Uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it, 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 if if you are a modern human being, you might recognize it as a tracksuit. Mm, excellent, excellent. And uh, you know, Malaga actually pulls out uh, some gold chains from somewhere and then and, and and hooks those up. And yes, what this kind is of what uh, I'm going for? Are you uh, are you projecting anything off of the uh, off of the clothing? I will do musical notes for now. I think ah, that's, that's a excellent. good look. Yes, I like it. I like it. Cool. Malagar pulls uh, out some some footwear with with three stripes on it as well, and and dons that. Um, it'll also produce an amount of light equivalent to about a torch. Oh, excellent! I mean, this might be a problem in you know combat and all, but for the moment, let's turn that sucker on. You will be a shining star. It's gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> it looks like. Liberace and Saturday Night Fever had a baby. Success! <laughs> Maybe with some cleric, we'll just be staying alive then. Ah! So, to Mithrandane. Yes. Mithrandane. Alright, you head in that direction. Um, it is a beautiful, pleasant day, and you notice after walking for half an hour that you have a fair retinue of um, of tiny fae following you, mm -hmm. and many of them are aping your gestures and going bah, 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 and making little noises as if they were uh, talking as you, y'all. Uh, oh, uh, one thing I would do, Paige, before we got too far, is I would send a sending to our for our tree tree beard friend. Yearwind. Uh, yeah, Yearwind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, like I said, Yearwind, and uh, let him know that we're back and ask him how it went, like from his side. All right. Uh, the return message is the rift is well closed. Thank you very much. We'll send representative to you in Mithridane. Excellent. <sighs> I kind of, I kind of sigh contentedly when I when I hear that. 
Alright. Seemingly uh, out of nowhere. Well, that's not true. I cast a spell, then sigh contentedly to everyone else. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good sigh. The rift is closed. Great. Excellent. Great work there, Wildfire. Hopefully, so, oh, go ahead, Ron. I'm sorry. Hopefully, the Eladrin will feel comfortable giving us the mythal back. I hope so. I'd be rather put out if they didn't. I'm still more concerned with how we will return home. The Eladrin can, could easily send us home. They just weren't willing to do so with us being in possession of the mythal. That was the, the problem. They well, are masters of magic. They will have no other concerns that will delay us. I agree, I agree. with that sentiment entirely. Uh, so you travel for about another hour, and uh, you hear hoofbeats, or at least Maligar and Ross uh, hear hoofbeats <laughs> that sound like they are coming your direction at quite a clip. We have a rider approaching. All right. Uh, and within, I don't know, 15 or 20 seconds, uh, two riders uh, come over a curve in the road and ride towards you with great intent. Like, Yogan. That was an amazing noise. <laughs> Bad language. Like they're just riding towards us, or they're armed and stuff. They are armed and armored. They look like Elgard. Does the wind begin to howl? No. Cool. All right. Well, we will form up and wait for them. Mm-hmm. All right. They uh, they stop a respectful twenty or so feet from you, and say, "You are the one of them." Says, "You are the mortals that have been working with your wind." Yes. I turn to Victor in kind of a face of, I need someone to respond to this. Yes, we had been working with that great sorcerer. I thought it was a wizard. Who asks anyways? I mean, they're wearing the, they they look like Algard, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I am Holly, and this is caster of the Elgard, we uh, we will escort you into Mithrandain. Hmm. Excellent. So, this sounds perfectly fitting to me. Yep. They, uh, <laughs> one rides, I don't know, 20 feet ahead of you, and one rides maybe 15 or 20 feet behind you, and uh, they, uh, they move at a leisurely pace. Um, to escort you towards Mithrandain. In a couple of cases, you uh, now that you're getting closer to the city, there are carts or whatever on the road, and they get the hell out of the way uh, when they see Algard coming through. The one in the front has a lance and has put a pennant on it and is riding with it upright. It, you know, just so that you're clear, our preferred color of flower petals to be tossed in front of us when we arrive is blue. <laughs> I... Wait. What? <laughs> Holly, I guess we uh, just go with it. Holly pulls rain and uh, drops back and says, uh, "Well, I don't know if anyone has arranged flower petals, but uh, should uh, any event planners come to me and ask, I'll be sure to convey your preferences, man." 
Ah, very uh, well. Aladdin used ticker tape. <laughs> well known, well known fact. Well known fact. Yes. <laughs> so, the the Algard Holly stops, or not stops, but rides their horse next to you. So, uh, you close the rift with the shadow belt. That's the word. Yes. My name is Wildfire. Uh, I am the mortal who closed the rift into the Shadowfell. How's it going? Nice to meet you. Hundreds of years of war and fear have ended. Uh, we, we killed this. And I'll hold up the uh, <laughs> the skull. Hey, have we stopped walking? Uh, Holly's... Are we still walk walking? Are we? Have we stopped? Holly's still hiking? walking. I mean, the, her horse is still moving. Okay. At a slow walk. Okay, like, I can't do this until we stop, so I'll have to wait until we stop. <laughs> I mean, if you stop walking, you'll see what she does. No, 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 I'm not going to stop walking. I'm not going to be rude. Joe, you okay. can do jazz hands at any time. No, 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 <laughs> I need to get the chest out, because I want the chest to print me business cards. <laughs> but... <laughs> so, so I can just hand them out to everyone. You're going to use all, like, remaining 16 uses of that on business cards. Because if you want some nice business cards, they're going to be textured uh, and be, you know, the colors. right eggshell color. And, like, you're going to want that like embossed paper. font. I'm just not like, going to get a point, lot, but, but honestly, I just need a couple of them. I'm just trying to get my name out there. It's great. This will be this will be the time that it burns out. Are you saying you want Aladdin to continue to come with you, to come to you for interdimensional questing? I wouldn't say no to, to being a world-famous adventurer. That's no, no, no. Planer-famous adventurer. Planer-famous adventurer. Ooh. Maybe next time our reward will be something other than just giving our possessions back to us. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, Joe. We Chat has open. spoken. Your business cards are now fuzzy and contain glitter. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I mean, like, listen, whatever chat says, I don't. I'm cool with that. Can't argue with chat. Can't argue with chat. You know what? You're you're a wizard. You specialize in fl flame. I would also be okay with like you hand them a blank sheet of uh, piece of paper, and when they when they hold it, it catches on fire and left behind is your name. That's way that's more him. than a gold. I'm, I was just looking to get my. <laughs> I was just like like looking for like pamphlets in essence. Trifolded, tri unfolded. You got to do that work manually. I don't have the labor to do that with one fold. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We get the labor to cook the raw materials of the food. We get the labor to do the trifolds. The box is a true mystery. You can spend your whole lifetime filming it. Uh, just I mean, I guess that makes sense because it gets you close to the book thing that yep. Ron yep. originally wanted it to be. So it, it does the unfolding. So you, you can find out more by reading the fifth chapter of uh, Wildfire's dissertation <laughs> on how this box works. After his body is never discovered. <laughs> Continual investigation of a magic item that has rules for sure. The only thing that was left behind was a pink, fuzzy, glittery business card. Yes. <laughs> Worth it. Wait, Worth it. wait, is it going to be one of those things where if you say the right chanting in front of it, it'll pop out parts of Wildfire's body, and it's going to have to, like, form them together, like in, you know, like Horror on the Orient Express or something? Like, Go to Quest to reform me. Dedicated like to reforming you from these boxes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. To, to bring Was about the end of plot the of um, season three of Diablo? Yes. Yeah, also. Yeah. 
among other things. So, yeah, yeah. season two, because Angel was collecting. I've been watching a lot of Buffy recently. Let's keep moving. <laughs> Buffy is a fully rational response to everything going on right mm-hmm. now. Uh, all right. So uh, as you start uh, heading towards Mithrandane proper, you can now see the city in front of you. Um, like more and more creatures have joined the entourage in the back. There is a treant among them. It is a small and uh, rather shaggy-looking willow treant, but uh, a treant nonetheless. I, I high-five this treant. Treant, <laughs> like, high-fives you with a bunch of, like, branches. Worth it. Because they're all kind of shaggy. <laughs> I'm just glad they showed up on time. It would be weird if we had a truant treant trying to follow us around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Like, I, I can't not give inspiration for that. There we go. <laughs> Now my next semi-meaningless performance role will have advantage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as closer you get to Mithrandane, like more Eladrin are like popping out to kind of watch you. Um, it, and this time, instead of like dragging their children behind them or like shutting the doors as you pass, there's a lot more curiosity uh, as you as you walk by. You can feel Shit. their ancient regard. Yeah, Ross is doing his best smile. It's really starting to scare some children. Ross, no, no teeth in your smile. Remember we talked about this? No teeth? But that's not how you humans do it. It's Just, not. But you're not a human. I'm doing my best here. I mean, Less the best teeth. because of partial, like... Do you even smile with your teeth over there, Victor? <laughs> He does everything else with them. <laughs> um, so, when you get to Mithrandane proper, uh, you become definitely an object of uh, curiosity. Several more members of the Algard fall in, in front of you and behind you, clearing your way, uh, till you get towards the uh, main palace. And waiting for you on the steps of the main palace are Rowan and Dahlia. Hello. Uh, there is music. There's a whole crowd here. There is a festive uh, amount of small birds flying everywhere and carrying colored streamers that drop uh, down in the crowd. It appears to be an impromptu celebration. And sure enough, a whole fleet of Aladdin children run forward with uh, uh, aprons and skirts full of blue flower petals to get them as far in front of <laughs> Ah, uh, now it's a party. Uh, I, I lean over to Malagar and just in, in his ear, if this ends up with me not getting a medal and standing on the stairs in front of a crowd going, ah, I'll give you a gold. Okay. You better be prepared for that gold because uh, <laughs> Malagar sort of looks around. It, it just, I'm, I'm getting that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. They're going to give me a giant orb. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Rowan and Dahlia are there. Uh, Malagar, you can tell. Malagar more so than Ross, but what's the hell? I mean, this is disgustingly wholesome. Yes. I'm waving. 
Okay, Malagar and Ross. Uh, you can see that Rowan is not quite gloating, but they're not too far away from gloating. Dahlia looks um, cross. Like, she's got a nice face on it, but underneath, she's kind of cross. Are we in earshot of them yet, or are we sure, still... if you would like to be. Unless you're dragging your feet. So, who won the bet? Uh, Rowan uh, comes forward, her tree-like bulk uh, sort of eclipsing Dahlia's more flowery um, self, and says, It wasn't a bet, exactly. It's just that I'm very glad that you have solved a problem that has been needling us for quite some time. Perhaps surprised? A little surprised. I had heard several of my my fiercest warriors went up against the the forces guarding Cinderian, uh, the Winter City. A couple made it through to the Shadowfell, but were never heard from again. Their last reports indicated it was not. Uh, it was quite challenging. Please. I thought the problem was if a ladder went to the Shadowfell, they would just be like immediately corrupted or something. That is what happened, yes. So you didn't know that before you said them? No. Hmm. Regardless, uh, if you would come inside, I believe we must need to talk. Of course. I'm very I pleased. You are brought inside. There's sounds of some sort of, I don't know, crowd noise out on the street. Sounds generally happy. Uh, you're brought in. You're offered food and drink. You're offered your rooms back if you would care to rest. Hmm. Nope, just did that. Are we offered something that kind of looks like a small tree branch? <laughs> <laughs> like an acorn? No, not exactly. Uh, Rowan and Dahlia uh, walk with you into the... Um, into a kind of relaxed library-looking area. And uh, Dahlia sits very properly on one end of a couch, and Rowan kind of sprawls out on the other gestures for you to take seats as are comfortable for you. I will uh, reach into my bag of holding and withdraw <laughs> his dagger and and return it to him. I believe this is yours. It was of great assistance. Thank you. I felt the athame being used, as a matter of fact. Hmm. Uh, Rowan secretes it somewhere in uh, in her clothes or branches. It's sometimes hard to tell which one is which and which is the other. So, we would love to hear the story of what happened. If you don't mind, I'd like to have our court chronicler in here as well. Of course. Uh, Rowan stands up, lazily strolls over to the door, speaks to someone out there, and within... A few minutes, um, another Eladrin is led into the room. Uh, they are... Uh, oh, I know who it is. Um, they are uh, kind of a uh, tall, uh, tall, elderly-looking uh, male-presenting Eladrin with uh, reddish-brown hair that's gone silver at the temples, which is unusual, because the latter don't generally show age. 
<laughs> and uh, he is dressed in clothes and various shades of dark green. He introduces himself. My name is Cedar. I am the court chronicler. I uh, will be taking notes on this conversation as, all, as long as all of you are agreed to it. Oh, I... Of course, my name is Wildfire, W-I-L-D-F-I-R-E. Just make sure you have it correct for posterity. There's at least one Y in there somewhere. Just, you know, scroll it in. Yeah, feel free to slip a Y in there. Not necessarily always in the same place. <laughs> you know, it's different in a Eladrid language versus uh, common. Is it just solid Ys in Eladrid? It's just Ys in Eladrid. Like, Ys, Ws, and Ls. Like, so many Ls. I thought we were spelling it M-O-O-N-F-Y-R-E. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's, uh, a, he's a druid, after all. You should make sure you note that down. Fire's a pretty cool name, not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I had a Shadowrun character named that at some point, but... Maybe. Uh, so, uh, the uh, Court Chronicler asks for all of your names and a bit about each of you. Gestures to Ross. He, Sorry, he gestures I... to Ross. Right, so this is Ross. He's a very proud lizardfolk warrior from uh, the swamplands uh, of the Prime Material uh, and grows to ginormous size when faced in battle. Uh, also, sometimes it turns to stone. But we're not going to focus on that part in the story. But the first to fight, the first to protect his allies. And a fierce warrior indeed, along with his Drake Goose. I will summon Goose. Goose pops into existence, uh, looks at everybody there, and immediately starts to clean herself. <laughs> I strike a, a, a heroic pose next to Goose, who is definitely licking her privates. I mean, yes, that's what pets do in public. Uh, yes, do, do you have anything you would like to add to that, uh, Ross? know what she said sounded lovely. Spoken like my true wife. Right? If only that was a thing. The chronicler, like, raises an eyebrow, makes more notes, and then just continues on. Wait then. And he gestures for the next person. And this is our fearless leader, Victor Toussaint's Part stone, part elf, part human, all heart and bravery, wielding sacred elven sword, blade and bow into battle. I'll also pose heroically. Next to my dog, who is licking her privates. I mean, in battle, sometimes, you know, you can't be phased by things like that. No, the best part is, like, she stops, gets up, Walks over next to you and then keeps oh, going. That's a little extra. Yeah, it no. is. She stays near us. Oh, right, and then we have here our fearless healer and worshiper of Sune. Sune, licensed cleric of Sune. Right, Malagar, and, uh, uh, visual artist uh, of some renown of the erotic arts. 
Yes, and uh, uh, any any scuttlebutt you've heard about uh, legal entanglements regarding uh, uh, my involvement in the hospitality industry are, are greatly overblown, and, and I would object to any mention of that. I'm not entirely restricted to the prime material, nothing to do with what's going on here, other than compassion and bravery and healing us and keeping us doing what's right. Occasionally empowering our foes. Occasionally. Well, accidents happen. Everybody, you know, lifts sometimes. sometimes yes. Worse on that, but we're not going to get into that too much. Don't judge. <laughs> Couldn't your bards leave that part out? Much uh, like with the turning the stone part. Well, That's not the way any of this works. You know what? It. Uh, I'm sure it was done heroically, sir. Haha. That's weird. Where I come, history is written by the victors. It is the way they say it is. Uh, no, I, I, your commander Victor isn't writing this. I am, sir. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, um, poor guy I mean, was genuinely confused. With with that genuine. kind of wordplay, Ross just kind of scratches his head like he he doesn't get it. That was amazing. End yourself, man. Right, I am Princess Belwyn of Boulder Hall, called by many the Lioness for my prowess in battle and the heart that I have for both the nobility and the common folk. And I have joined this brave group of soldiers and Malagar. I don't know yes. if you're a soldier. Visual artists. Right, and this cunning visual artist uh, in a quest to uh, explore the uh, the known plains and uh, bring forth glory to Boulder Hall. And then last but not least, we have the brains of the Operation Wildfighter, who I cannot hope to put words to his prowess, so I'm going to let him do it. Well, I'm Wildfire. I uh, hail from Venprintalar in Aglaron. I was trained by Master Elaine Corbier, who has sadly passed away. And uh, I did ha originally have the idea to attempt to resolve this conflict. Good. Rowan uh, intervenes. Could you give us perhaps the overview of what happened? Well, first, there was a brave band hailing from Algorand who, through blood, tears, and the sacrifice of their companions, managed to secure their ancestral mythal. They were traveling back to bring it to protect their homeland from the depredations of the evil nation of Thay. And then some Fae were like, we're not going to give it back to you unless you go do this thing for us. Rowan uh, <laughs> uh, puts a hand over her face like she's scratching her cheek in order to hide her mouth. And you can just see a little divot in Dahlia's brows. gets a little divoter. That's well, the good news is we went forth. And we met up with your your wind, your wild, your... I don't know why that's so hard. Your, your, your wind, wind. My wind. Our wind. He had, our wind. The wind was shared, as was the wisdom. 
he had already worked on a way to seal it, but sadly, without a group of people who were able to travel across the barrier, um, his theories were just that theories. With our help, he was able to put them into practice. He channeled the magic <clears throat> from the Feywild, Feywild side, and I channeled the magic from the Shadowfell side to seal the rift. It was a yeah. uh, his work that originally led me down the path of thinking this might be a possibility in the first place. So what happened when you got over to the Feywild? Dahlia finally engages. What When you got to the Shadowfell, what was it like? What happened? Was the... We fought a big eye monster. What, it what, was what? an epic battle. Wait, but before we did that, we crossed over and we found our way trudging across the most hostile of environments. And as we did, we ran into hated enemies from Fae, our enemies from our homeland, and enemies that are attempted, were attempted to cross over and ruin your lives as well. And then we dressed up as them. Right, we used our cunning and guile and some of Wildfire's potent magics to I mean, disguise it, ourselves on them. And then... Nearly as bad as that winter city. But, but we, they asked for what happened after we went through the winter city. Uh, we, we, had to, we had to travel a fair distance, though. Um, the place that the Athma brought us to, while it was close, it was not uh, exactly where we needed to land. So th we had to travel for about a day uh, to reach the Shadowfell equivalent of the uh, injury. Uh, Rowan uh, interjects a whole day? <sighs> About? Our folk don't last long in the Shadowfell. The Eladrin that I had sent to try and recover years ago only lasted a few hours. Yes, the uh, I think it's perhaps that, that very distance that, that did them in. If we would have just arrived on the other side and it would have been there, it would have been of simple work, but we had quite a journey that we had to take on to get there. And um, you said these humans were there? Mortals? Yes, uh, Thaeans. Thaeans. It's a, a nation that is actually near to Aglaron, but they are... Uh, a, a nation of evil mad users of magic. Oh, the human wizards that have shown up with various yes. Shadowfell incursions. And it was interesting. They were there in the Shadowfell. I mean, we even talked to some. But they didn't have... The actual rift wasn't guarded by them. Hmm. They didn't have, like, an encampment around it or anything. I wonder what they were doing there, do you know? Well, they were politicking. <laughs> yes. We came, we came across some Thean politicking in that we came across some Thans that had killed other Thans. Well, there were... So there were some elements of the Thans that I believe were looking for us. Uh, there, We thought we were hot... When we were in the Prime Material, hot on our trail was a group of Thans who were attempting to claim the mythal for themselves. They had discovered its secrets. Uh, we actually originally discovered the resting place of the mythal via information that was brought to us by a Thayan spy, for lack of a better term. Um, and so we were able to luckily recover it before them, but they were hot on our trails when we did recover it. And I think they tried to follow us 
ended up ended up in the Shadowfell in some fashion. Hmm. Though it does seem like there were enough of them that perhaps the Thaeans have just a normal presence there that at least I wasn't aware of. There yeah. seemed to be a bit of conflict, though. We have seen red-robed wizards uh, with Shadowfell uh, raiders from time to time for the past, uh, I don't know, several hundred years. Hmm. 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 <laughs> definitely hmms like he knows what's going on. Yeah. The, the scribes quiet scratching on papers, but only sound really in the background. Um, so, but we, sorry. So what happened next after you went on this walk, hike through the Shadowfell and found these Thaeans? We were able to, thanks to my magics and Belwin's quick thinking and silver tongue, we were able to it convince... It was her silver tongue that got us through. It was her scary tone? I don't know. She scared the bejesus out of those fans. We were able to convince them that we were not a particular threat to them, and we were able to make our way to the rift itself. Um, there we encountered a death tyrant, uh, an ancient dead, long dead beholder, who was oh, the guarding the location. Um, I mean, the skull is probably, you know, Six feet across. Fine, so. I use two hands. I hold up a skull. Fair enough. I mean, you brought it in with you. It's a huge creature, so it's yeah. more than six feet across. Yeah, uh, you're right. Fine, I use two hands and a tail. I hold up a skull. <laughs> <laughs> more than strong enough. Uh, uh, we once we defeated the creature, we were able to get access to the the rift, and, and the rift looked not dissimilar, right? Like it had a it had a rock feature as well. Both sides seemed to have a kind of a, a circular rock feature that indicated the physical presence of it. And I was able to, uh, with using Yearwood's magic and Yearwood's assistance from the the Feywild, uh, stitch the rift back together. Um, as we were preparing the ritual, a large number of Shadowfell Desians kind of surrounded us from a distance, but did not approach. Um, as well as, I believe it was, correct me if I'm wrong, Pidgey, it was a giant? Giantess? A giant figure, uh, 30, 40 feet tall, it's a little hard to tell with the distance. Uh, looked like a woman, dark clothes, a hood, large bird. Uh, as well as what I honestly suspect was an, an avatar of some sort of the Raven Queen. Um, that I, gets I a lot of like wide eyes and drawback from... Rowan and Dahlia. I don't know if they were... They didn't attack us during the ritual, and I don't know if the magics that Yearwood had prepared held them at bay, though I, I think more likely that they were there to just observe the rift being repaired, ultimately. When we were making our way out, the the what what I can only suspect is the, the Avatar kind of raised her hand at us as we were leaving, whether it was a gesture of thanks or a gesture of just this once, I don't know. But uh, the for, for some some power kept the creatures of Shadowfall out while we were performing the magic, and it was clear that they were drawn to it. They could mm -hmm. feel it happening, for sure. 
we have no conflict with the Raven Queen herself. She tends to remain neutral in these things, but she does make her home in the Shadowfell. Well, perhaps she, she watched over us as we did this and gave us a bit of assistance in the in terms of, uh, let's call it, physical security while I was performing the ritual. Mm. So the, the court chronicler asks more questions, like, you know, describe the scene and gives me, you know, give me uh, more visual details and that kind of stuff, almost as if he's trying to get the pictures of mm -hmm. what you saw as well. There will be embellishments. Embellishments? Like what? Heavy embellishments. <laughs> the... Anything that's dark is the blackest night. Any fight is the most epic tussle. This was the <laughs> largest eye tyrant just shrouded in magic and hatred and glowing red eyes. It had scores of eyes. And it blasted apart everything that it could see, including giant pillars of stone, just turning the entire ground against us as it sludged like creatures of bone and terrible slime tried to Pull us into the watery depths around there's the a sky, rocks. There's a sky beam. It only had eight eyes, but the the waters of bone and and tar and darkness were they those did exist. They were pretty creep. They were pretty creepy. Now we tell the tale of when I tried to get that package of beef jerky open. <laughs> <laughs> it was vacuum sealed. No, <laughs> as if in the, from the center of a sun. No. <laughs> um, trying to tug as it was like trying to tug its space itself. <laughs> and um, still, I was denied. I'll kind of, I'll, I'll certainly talk through with them, like the, the how the right, like what I did during the ritual. Talk about the the kind of the the magics that I performed, so they have some detail there. Um, Do you talk to them about how you wove the planes together? How I did I not? I don't think I did that because that was the faster yeah. option, right? I didn't do the faster option. The faster option would have been to put a strong patch on. Yes, it. I I do describe what I did. Yeah. Very specifically. Well, Rowan and Dahlia listen uh, attentively during the whole thing, and then Dahlia starts. We are extremely grateful, obviously, and we want to help our distant kin in Aglaron. And I, I fear that the mythal will not be cared for adequately there. What happened to it last time? I mean, it's nice to have fears and all, but we had a deal that we would age you and you would give us our thing in return. Is that what the word of the Eladrin's worth? Rowan quickly intervenes. Of course not. We will give you the mythal back. We are in a much better position to defend ourselves than our distant kin in Aglarum. And she seems to aim that last part more at Dahlia than you. And we will do everything we are capable of of making sure that it is not misused. But, you know, we are but mortals. So at that, uh, Ross will actually step to forward towards Dahlia and say, If it is any constellation, I have been among these Aglarondians for a time. Brief as it is, they have shown themselves to be strong, capable defenders of what they 
deem worthy of their attention. Victor's got a strong, intelligent head on his shoulders, and Wildfire is capable of harnessing incredibly strong magics. I think these kin will be better protectors of your mythal than those that came before them. But that's just from what I've seen. Dahlia actually leans forward and opens her hands to you uh, and says, I, I agree that Victor seems like a, a prime example of the type of person we would want to have the mythal. And clearly Wildfire's ability to to understand and bend magic to his will is, is without parallel. And I'm sure if we gave them the mythal, it would be very well protected. But what about the children and their children's children and their children in ten generations from now? I have some good news for you. Do you see the rock formations on Victor's <laughs> She leans over and says, Yes, they are almost fae-like. They will ensure that he will live, outlive all of his kin, for he is promised to the... Shit, I had something for this line! Gallimore! 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 Watching his children and his children's children and his children's 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 pass into dust before him. Wait, that's but that's, dark. we've got a really great, uh, you know, song number ready for that. It's, uh, it goes something like, Who wants to live forever? <laughs> Who dares to live forever? <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry about this digression, actually. Well, I'm really proud of the music. I, we got this whole yeah. group putting it together. They've got a bunch of other great songs about, you know, Bad guys biting the dust, all kinds of stuff. I mean, at, at Malagar's apology, like Ross kind of deflates a little bit, like a balloon. Like, mm, was I off mark? I, I under Malagar was talking about Brandy's musical interlude. Who's? Musical interlude. Sorry. Typo. Can Typo. Can't ever escape from the shadow. Nope. nope. I understand your concerns. Um, one thing we should discuss, I suppose, um, the reason that there was such damage between the realms was because of how the mythal was originally installed. What can we do to prevent that damage happening a second time in case a hundred generations from now some fool makes the same mistake? <clears throat> Rowan thinks about it and says, what if you hit it so well that they couldn't discover it? I mean, do you think putting it somewhere with every warning in the world on it would deter someone ten generations from now? Doesn't it have to be installed in like a installation to make the, 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 the countrywide shield work? I mean, can't it just be anywhere? 
It could be anywhere, uh, though it will be more efficacious if it is in a part of Aglarond that is somewhat cotangent with the Feywild. That would be the, the area in the middle of the Yearwood, in the center of the country, I believe. Well, could you aid us then, right? For Provide us a location that we could use and perhaps some baffling magics that we could set up that would stop anyone from finding it? then we will all pass into the next life and no one will be able to find it. And it will just be there protecting. Well, nobody on our side, you'll still know where it is. So, <laughs> but that's great because you're worried about us fucking up. So this way it lies on you. Yeah, well, that is a good point. I do not have an idea, but I will call upon Yerwind and see if he does. He has been long a patron of Aglarond and is intimately familiar with it. Yes, I, I would be honored to take Yerwin's advice again. I believe he's sending a representative here. I believe that was the willow tree that uh, traveled into the city with us. Oh, yes. Most of the treants are, uh, uh, regard Yerwin as something of a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Well, uh... Once I talk to the old tree himself, perhaps I'll know more. I will return the missile to you. Uh, I ask you, though I do not command you, I ask you not to lead with it until we've talked to your mind. I think I'm... I look at Victor. I think that's reasonable. Yes, that's... I mean, we need some time to uh, get ourselves back into fighting shape anyway. Very well. You, of course, are welcome to everything that Mithrandain can offer to you. I can imagine the whole city will be open to you and you will be uh, persons of some note and curiosity among the population. If if anyone gets to... um, You may call in the Algarve for any help that you might need. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Rowan... uh, leaves the room, and then comes back five minutes later. Dahlia's just kind of lost in thoughts. Uh, and the court chronicler leaves. But she comes back five minutes later and uh, holds open her hands. You can see that bright greenish-yellow light emanating from uh, a single acorn in her hands. And she kind of holds it out to y'all. Wildfire will reach for it and, and pick it back up. Okay. When you touch it with your bare skin, you can feel the power of the mythal flooding into you, revitalizing your magic. You feel healthy and strong and powerful. Huh. It's not heavy, is it? Nope. Not here. I'd imagine when we travel back to the Prime Material, it will be heavy again. You look surprised, Wildfire. Uh... I had some, had have had been having some issues with my magic, and it feels like touching the mythal there has helped in some way. Oh, is that well, so? Good. Well, to Can be anyone fair, the get myth- in on this. Uh, to be fair, the mythal caused it in the first place, so yes, I mean, seems only fair, I suppose. I mean, you could certainly touch it. I mean, uh... Uh, yes, Malagar will extend a a <laughs> finger and gently circle it around the uh, the cap of the acorn. All right. Um, 
you are treated to a vision of uh, ancient ancestors of yourself and all modern elves oh. uh, as they were time unto the past of immortals uh, when every elf had a truly infinite lifespan for any of Whoa. them to come to the prime material. Why did we ever leave? <laughs> it is the nature of mortals to want to explore, to experiment. But we were immortal at that point, so... And their I mean... immortality was sacrificed to create that mythal and to hmm. make a place in Aglaron that they could call home. I still have some questions, but I'll accept that. Can anybody touch it? Of course. I did not stop anyone from touching it, though. I, it seems to be most effective when you touch it with bare skin. <laughs> I turn to Ross. You got any of the, the, those bare skin ones? Uh, no, with no, your flesh. In, with your flesh. I will, oh, I will, right, I will, right, take, I will pull out. take your gauntlet off. I take my gauntlet off when I lean into it. A bare skin... Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, so Belwin doesn't have the same kind of connection to it that uh, Malagar might. No, but my God might. Yes, and you uh, you can kind of see um, almost hazily the web of life and how it. Uh, connects everything together and where Nobanyan's place in that web is where she is a hunter and a pride leader and additional and eventually she will fall and uh, become food for those beneath her and then become the grass and the cycle starts anew. Of course it's all metaphorical because Nobanyan is immortal but you can right. appreciate the duality. I, well, uh, off, I offer it towards uh, Ross. Ross kind of shakes his head and says, I had a bad experience once. You really did. Ooh. Ooh, what about Goose? Can Goose touch it? That's sure. a Ross question. I'm waiting. Do we really think giving Goose the artifact of power even but for a moment would be the smartest idea well i don't know i don't know why you think you should keep it from her like she's her own woman to decide what she wants to touch and not she I mean, and all one point of her intelligence are her own creatures you do know she's more likely to try and eat it than not that's yeah. not gonna happen i i turn to victor and, and proffer to him all right I will, um, I'll, I'll, like, lift it out of Wildfire's hand, like, just for a short time, like, just holding it over it, but, um, so I'm the only one touching it just for a few seconds, and then I'll put it back. Okay. Uh, so you can feel the tripartite, uh, hole of your human side, your elven side, and your somewhat newly discovered, uh, Galeb Moore! Connection <laughs> to the Galeb Moore. Now, the Galeb Moore are a fairy creature. Um, they're also an elemental creature. It's complicated. They're complicated. Uh, 
but you have a very sharp uh, feeling of pull towards the Elven side and the Gale of War side. And you figure if you had this and really used it, you could probably shed the human part of yourself, which would uh, render you immortal. Just and kill that human side real dead. But he's supposed to die for Aglaron. How, what, how does that work if he becomes immortal? Yeah, that's going to be a problem, isn't it? I'd be, I'd be turned into an inanimate um, statue. No, no, you wouldn't. And then a great because... hero of Aglaron would use me to beat some things senseless until I broke. No, because the uh, the elven side of you wouldn't be statuary. Uh, that's that's not very tempting to Victor right now. Let's 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 uh, circle back when I'm starting to feel some uh, some age in my knees. <laughs> yeah, after he's done a couple Supergirl landings. <laughs> you can understand, perhaps. Rowan continues that many mortals might be tempted to use this item's power for their own personal benefit. I do understand that, yes. And any wizard, and she intentionally does not look at Wildfire, <laughs> uh, could take this and incorporate it into their own personal magic in such a way that they would have... Uh, power that has not been represented in the prime material in this particular way in a very long time. Well, luckily, our only goal is to protect our country. We are keeping it from those who would do otherwise. Hmm. Well, there will be many mortals that want a piece of it, that's for sure. Well, in that case, please do enjoy the city and all that lies in it. You are considered our personal guests and your way should be made easy because of it. Uh, hopefully we will have some additional knowledge from your wind in the morning. Excellent. Thank you. I kind of bow to both of them. Rowan rises and bows back. We are deeply in, in deeply grateful to all of you. And then she winks at Wildfire, kind of shifting her body so Dahlia couldn't see it. And mm -hmm. it's totally the, I was totally right. Wildfire <laughs> <laughs> kind of nods at both of them and, and turns and leaves. Um, hey, go ahead. Remind me, the food here wasn't all just like sticks and leaves and shit, was it? No, 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 no. They actually have a lot of very delicious uh like, they, they have a lot of partridge and rabbit. They don't tend to have a lot of, like, large vertebrate meat, but they have plenty smaller vertebrate meat. But you know what we do have a lot? In the box. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You can get your your beef sashimi on in, in the box. I think this calls for a celebration. I think we should go out on the town and... Use our newfound hospitality, especially to get some more of those bird things. Those were quite delicious. I agree. Perhaps the Algar could tell us a good place for some warriors to unwind. <laughs> and that's how they ended up in the drunk take of the Feywild. <laughs> we have diplomatic immunity. 
true. Diplomatic community. We get, we get put back in our room under guard. I think it's pretty obvious that next episode is going to start with Victor waking up naked on a on a roof somewhere with a gun and a tiger, and then it's just the rest of the episode is him figuring out the fuck. You know, I'm gonna. I I actually have not seen The Hangover, uh, so maybe I will have to watch it before next week, and it'll just be a <laughs> a, a murder mystery, not a murder mystery, but a, a mystery hunt. I I know exactly <laughs> what we're doing this weekend. <laughs> but to see what happens you'll have to find out next week on Feats and, and Fables that, that's not that's no, not that's <laughs> <laughs> you know it's fine no, no, that's before we start the, the yeah, official like, outro the outro music's not on that's but, true I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it on now so I'm excited up. okay wait for it It'll be worth it. It's oh, worth I'm the so wait. excited. This is it. Ow. I can feel it coming. There we go. Thank you, friends, for joining us on this adventure tonight. Please bring your friends to enjoy the show with you. We're really trying to grow our audience. We need all the help we can get, obviously. Uh, thank you, chat, for your inspiration. We love having you with us. Uh, we have missed our dear friends so much, and it's good to get to interact with you this way. We'd like to thank our listeners and supporters, uh, particularly... Dan Goyette and Rally Security, who resubscribed tonight. And Shakuva. And, and, and Old Slow and Tiger. Tiger. And Tiger, who wants us to dance right now. Right now. Uh, yeah. let's, let's, wait, let's get to the start of the porch leg. We can dance at the start of the porch leg. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Coda, anyone else we need to send a shout out to you? Nope that 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 covers it. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say we're we're dancing for Old Slow Tiger, who thought. Thought he could slip it in during our outro so that we wouldn't dance. Yes, we'll get him in porch lag. Are we raiding tonight? We are. We are going to be tossing this raid over to Quests and Chaos, provided they're actually on. They're scheduled to start at 10, so I'm going to be checking that during the porch lag. (laughs) Okay. Uh, They look like a really fun, fun group, so that'll be fun. All right. So. Hang out for our porch lag, and please join us next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time to see what happens next, and follow us to, to the, 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 the